0: You got the show. The the show, show, show.
1: Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. (laughs)
2: There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a Bush adult film star's Matt Hamilton.
1: If you're doing it, we're going all in. Does this mean we're official, Matt Hamilton? <laughs>
3: we're
2: officially from four to six.
1: Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, Piers, Jim Rutledge.
3: Robin Madison chimes in off my rant. At the end of the hour there. Don't you go to Pumpkin Patches with the slingshots worth every dollar. I did it once. I did it with the gun, too. Like, they launch them like a potato gun sort of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. It's. I mean, it's good. But you're speaking to someone, Rob, that... I have a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old, which means... And then you also go to dating and you do things like this, too. Like, you just get stuck in these things. Yeah, like, I remember so that. So, I, I mean... It's, it's been about 11 years, 12 years of pumpkin patches for me. So, I've done it all, Rob. I'm just... I'm done with it. Oh, got, man! I probably I'm got four. about five... Oh, yeah. That's right. Six, you hate corn mazes, too. I have five or six... I take a leap. I just don't...
2: I don't know what's the point. But they're often at the pumpkin patch.
3: Yeah. It's fine. So, like,
2: it's... They're, they're, there's your fun. There's your fun, Jim. Is the maze? I have to bring the kids with me.
3: I can't get lost in the maze without them. So we well, don't. Yeah. Really, yeah.
2: But you can be the leader and just let them run
3: around
4: and oh. pull corn
3: off. Yeah, they're not just, as great as you think you they are. Do
4: you just hate fall? It sounds like pumpkins, corn mazes, the bears, football. Like, what <laughs> do you lo- like no, during I, the fall?
3: I love the Chiefs. I love the weather. The Chiefs. <laughs> just don't drag my ass somewhere. I got to pay fifteen dollars a head. I like kayaking. I went kayaking last weekend. We're going bike riding. So I, don't I like not really think of I kayaking like, as a I, fall activity. I, I like. Well, you can't do it in the summer. Summer's too damn hot. You just cook out in the water. Because you're usually... Ca- you're, you're, I mean, you're, I guess, but that's when I see all the kayaks out in the water is the summer. Yeah, no. That's amateur hour. Like, spring, <laughs> spring and... Uh, and you don't go on the lake with a kayak, too, because you're not seeing anything. What am I trying to? I'm, I want to go see. So you go on the rivers. You go like Yaha River. You go that kind of stuff. But when it's cooler, otherwise you're just cooking out there on the lake. Spring and the fall are the best uh, for those sorts of things. Just like I don't like to bike ride in the summer either. It's too
2: too hot. Here's the thing: we we have different ideas of going boating. <laughs> well, right, I didn't mine's say. in the summer, and yeah, I've I, got uh, all but, the Coors Light I can drink. But, but you
3: got a boat. <laughs> you got a boat. I I mean, I'll drink a Coors Light. You got L-. a boat? I it's got a, a one person kite. boat. I can't get in the water and get out of it very easily. That's
2: true. Yeah, That's so, true, but, like, you can still, like, take a dip in a kayak, Just paddle over the shore, swim around a little bit, cool off, hop back in the kayak,
3: and paddle it Depends along. where I'm kayaking. If I'm up at Mirror Lake, yeah, I can do that. If I'm in Yahara, I can't do that. Ah, fair. Yeah, fair? it just depends where you're at. Okay. Uh, but... You know, I go to the, I go more, it's more like the beach and the lake days, that kind of stuff in the summer. But kayaking and, and bike riding and long walks and hiking, all that kind of stuff in the summer is great. And I love watching the Chiefs in the, in the fall too. All that kind of stuff in the fall is great. I love the fall. I ju- I'm just trying to help out Ryan. You're being part of the problem here. You're getting, you, you think you have to do these things. You don't. There's plenty of free things to do in Madison. That's one of the great things about Madison. There's so many amazing things you can do for free, like watch the Packers. You could do that if you wanted well, to, in love. You could do that if you wanted to. I mean, if you want to see 53% of the passes <laughs> completed, there's nobody better. The best player, hey, he's worth the admission then. Uh, this is religion Hamilton presented by Kura's Light. Christian, man, Watchwaters chimes in. I 100% agree with you, Jimbo. It's like when my wife told me we should take our kids on vacation when they were four and two years old. They will never remember that crap. I'm not wasting my money on it. They go out on the first vacation when they were seven and five. So for an example, we would go like, rent a cabin. Now we're, you talk about Disney World. Now we're considering, let's get right, out to Disney. Right. What am I going to bring them with f- four? What See, do? I agree with that.
2: Like, at a place like Disney where you're paying an arm and a leg. Thousands of dollars, yeah, yes. A pumpkin patch, you can afford 30 bucks for your family to go get a pumpkin, ride a hayride, pick some apples, and skedaddle. Maybe get some apple cider or a little pumpkin muffin before you go. It is, it's not out of your budget. Right. So it's not that big a deal. It's still going to be fun, whether it's with a kid that's not going to remember it, and it's with your wife, or it's with a kid that will remember it. Right. It's still and an again, enjoyable And time. again, you're
3: talking to someone, I'm 13 years straight of this, and usually not just one. You usually got to go another time with like the in-laws. and the So it's like twice a year. I, it's just, you're crabby because I've your m-
2: mother-in-law wants a hug, and you, <laughs> you're trying to run from her in the corn maze. I'm just saying,
3: <laughs> don't. Don't believe the hype. Do it like in every other year sort of thing here. <laughs> it's I like biannual tradition. But actually, I like apple gym. picking. There's a place, uh, I think it's in Brooklyn, Wisconsin, that we go to. Uh, that's actually, it's time concise. You don't have to pay to go do You pay for the apples. You don't have to pay for the privilege to pick the apples. Sure. So you pay for the apples. You get some apple cider. You get some apple cider donuts. There's some animals there. Yeah. Do a little petting. They usually We always go when the horses from the police horses come down because my youngest loves horses. It's a nice time. And I don't have to pay for the admission, the privilege of picking the apples. I pay for the apples. I'm good with that. I'll pay a little extra for it. They're fresh apples off the tree. Right. That totally in on that. Mm -hmm. And it's like an hour of my time to justify going to a pumpkin patch. You got to be there like dollar. I do this all the time. Like how much per hour per fun are we paying for here? What if I find you a pumpkin patch? Fifty dollars and we have to be there an hour. No, get out of here. If I pay it fifty dollars, that means we got to be there two or three hours. To, what if I found your a pumpkin
2: patch that just charged you for the pumpkins that you pulled? I'd be fine with that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I went to school with somebody who had, their family owns a pumpkin patch, and that is partially the reason that I love pumpkin patches, is because as kids we would have parties on their farm, <laughs> buy the pumpkin patch, and it's a friend, so I like to support her business.
3: So pumpkin patches are cool, okay? Uh, and then uh, Rip to asks, is picking pumpkins even fun? Yeah, because uh, yeah, because let's be real
2: like if you ha- find any joy in carving pumpkins like I do I'm an artist, so I like to find joy artiste. In, I like to find the joy <sighs> in uh picking pumpkins. It's nice to go through and be like Where's my canvas which pumpkin is speaking to me? This is such a Like touching the pumpkins like this sun doesn't feel right and then you go to the next pumpkin you're like oh Weight's pretty good, but there's a soft spot. Can't have that, and you just you can make it a game.
3: This guy is such a hipster, right? Sometimes, <laughs> yes. right? I mean, good God, you can Run roast with the nature. pumpkin seeds. I love the fond- me- I love to fondle the pumpkin to see which one fondle. wants me to carve it.
4: Yeah, how
3: hey do now. you pick out a pumpkin? Not fondle.
4: <gasps> I buy a dinner first. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it a little smooch. See how? It yeah, feels? pour some water on it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey now, Chef Medgerton chimes in. I think Jim's negativity towards pumpkin patches stems from the Chicago Bears. Going to a pumpkin patch this weekend and finding out the field's throwing a pumpkin or a gourd better than a football. Now, Chad, here's the thing. A pumpkin patch would give me a break from the Bears. So like I'm, I'm actually pro that. But as an example, I think this weekend I'm going to Devil's Lake and go hiking. Cost me the, the price of the annual pass at the State Park, which I use for camping and all that other stuff too. So I'm going to be very happy with that. I'll be a happy man because the cost per doing that Low. Yeah. we're all having a good time. With zero apples and zero pumpkins. And I did not get sucked (laughs) into the conglomerates. I'm not a cog in the machine, okay? You're out here fondling pumpkins trying to figure out which one you want. Which one you want to take home and carve up. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer of pumpkins over here. Good (laughs) God. It's not like I wear them. (laughs) But do you eat the pumpkin seeds? I certainly do. (laughs) Do you take pictures of the pumpkin? No. Hey. Uh, yeah. Wife does. We post.
2: We post them to Facebook. Oh, it's a family affair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, a, a wife. Husband. <laughs> we both mutilate pumpkins every <laughs> every fall. Like a lot of families out there. So don't start looking at me like I'm the crazy one just because I want to pick my pumpkin up before I buy it. Doesn't make me make me crazy.
3: Do you try to make them last longer? Because like if you have a pumpkin outside, it like last longer. Do you put it in the fridge, and make it last longer? Freezer, and make it last longer. No, it thing, goes outside. Okay, all right. Problem is, my wife gets in that like Halloween zone like
2: next week. <laughs> so I'm gonna have a rotten pumpkin by Halloween. I'll have to carve a couple. I think like carve one early so she can prepare and have like the pumpkin out, and then put a new one out on. On uh, Halloween because... We should
3: have a pumpkin throwing contest. And I feel good about my chances because I work out of Carbon World Health. I've been taking a semi-glutide to keep those glutes tight and to keep me down from about 227, 228 to 195... I'm basically Bryce Young size. I went from like a, a, chunky, I went from like a, a chunky Mitch Trubisky type, like a, a Jared Lorenz, and now I'm down to Bryce Young size. I'm about 9% body fat, 195 pounds. I'm a lean, mean, pumpkin-throwing machine, thanks to the friends at Carbon World Health. So whether it's the workout plan, whether it's semi type, whether it's hormone replacement, whether it's recovery, like cryo or red light therapy, they have the solution for you for your workout needs at Carbon World Health. This is Rutledge in Hamilton. Jason Wildy is joining us next.
1: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Jason Wilde. I'm not
2: an emotional problem, am I,
1: Jason? Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason? Is on Rutledge and Hamilton.
0: I don't know if I will go as far as you will.
1: With Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. <laughs> All right, boys. All right. Presented <laughs> by <laughs> Coors Light. It's in the world Down and shake it out. Concept,
3: Jason Wilby, Pumpkin it Patch out. aficionado joining the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would like to hear Jason's take on this. Primetime war shine behind the glass at the Everlight Solar Studio told me that Jason, not a fan of my takes. Matt Hamilton masked up and back because he is a, a grinder and a good teammate. So he's yeah. here uh, in spirit and physically because when Jason Wilby's in the house, that means Matt Hamilton's got to be here. Jason, how's it going? What
0: the hell is wrong with you, man? What do you mean? So, all right. Uh, you, first of all, yeah. you're a great dad. Yeah. So let's let's not play the role of wh- whatever this character is. <laughs> Secondly, uh, at what age, Mister? I'm not gonna waste my money on a pumpkin patch or an apple orchard. Yeah. Would you consider? The appropriate age, having learned from your incredible money-wasting mistakes of yeah. going to pumpkin patches and apple orchards when your kids wouldn't remember it, at what age would you argue is the appropriate time to begin the orchard pumpkin patch process?
3: Well, a couple things here. Orchards, I'm pro-orchard as long as they don't charge me for the privilege of picking the apples. I will pay for the apples. Just don't, pay, don't charge me to go yeah, pick I don't, them.
0: What, what pumpkin patch are you going to? You pay, and then you pick your pumpkin. You're paying for the
3: pumpkin. Oh, no. See, around so, like, here, pink I, pink. I guess I can't. I don't want to name them, but literally everyone in the area, they have a billion activities. And know. so you spend yeah. days, you spend the whole day there, and then you also pick a pumpkin. See, so that thing- one's different. Like, you
2: can go to the patches that don't charge you to pick the pumpkin. I and even then know what those are. Whole, all the fun? Well, now you know
3: somebody. You know but, somebody. But, so, Jason, I would say, like, four or five. I Honestly, it's 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 the idea that some of these places are charging kids full freight at, like, two. And I just, it, it bothers me at some point. Uh, we live near one, so I end up there more than I want because, like, I'm going to do what the kids want, but it's like, God, it we're just pumping money into this place we've been to a bunch of times to feed the same dang animals and look at the the same thing over and over again. And so I try to talk the kids into doing, like, we can go hiking, we can go kayaking, we can do all these great things in Madison, all these parks for free. Why am I going to pump money into this farm all the time? That's all.
0: Because it's, it, it's the... First of all, when you're two, you're right. You don't remember then. When you're 37, God, remember that pumpkin patch. Mom and Dad took us yeah. to when we were three and two. But in the moment, they, they they very much are creatures that can enjoy the moment and be excited about petting a goat and pick, and walking around the pumpkin patch and you know getting lost and thinking their parents abandoned them in the corn maze. All those kind of great moments. They can enjoy those in the moment. It doesn't matter if they remember it ten years
3: from now. I, like, I agree, but and I can I take the kids to the zoo for free here in Madison. Wants- There's goats there, but I get yeah, I get what you're saying. Does your wife does your wife not want pictures of these things? Look, these we events? we just, look, I Jason. I am thing. at a minimum of two pumpkin patches per year for I would say the last ten years at least. So like, oh, we what do them. We do them. I know. We do them. But it, it, it's like Groundhog's Day; it's the same experience over and over again. But the kids have fun. I put a smile on. I don't have to watch the Bears, which is positive. Then I'm just picking Sundays to go now. Uh, so it's like, oh, look, let's just do that because I don't want to. I don't want. I don't even want cell service. I don't want to know what's happening. <laughs> so they just keep me out of the loop on it. Uh, but yeah, no, Jason. Obviously, it's a little bit of a stick. But like, you know, I, I, it all started with like. There's a lot of things I'm going to miss when the kids are little, but pumpkin patches. I think aren't gonna be it. Like that's just not gonna be like, oh God, remember when we used to go to the pumpkin patch multiple times a year? Oh, that was sweet. That that I don't think that one'll be on the list.
0: I, I just I'm a little I'm a little worried about it because I've I've been listening to most of the show. Yeah. And and if I heard correctly, uh, there was a discussion of, of uh Patrick Mahomes' allegedly criminal brother. Yes. Uh, you called Hamilton the Jeffrey Dahmer of pumpkins? Did I hear that correctly?
1: He <laughs>
2: did. Yeah, yeah, he did call me that. Yeah. He just um, wants to take some pictures. I, I mean, yeah.
0: You've, you've lost. Yes, you've lo- You know, you're caressing your pumpkins. uh buying his pumpkin dinner. Now, <laughs> I mean, you guys, this is uh, it's been it's been a ride, man. And then to top it all off, the one guy that I have been so respectful and impressed by by his year after year (laughs) after year of enduring Bears fandom has now uh, essentially announced himself to be a free agent. And then he's signing with the Chiefs. Yeah. Hey, way to go. You're signing with the rating Super Bowl champs. Hey, way not have... really join the team that's tough to follow. Now, yes!
3: I, I've shared this. Look, I'm not proud of it. I just I need mental. Jason, you can appreciate this. I just need a mental health break. I can't. Their defensive coordinator is apparently awful, and they've ruined another quarterback, and this whole year is just waiting for the axe to fall on these coaches. Like it's, li- I, it's either these two choices. Jason. They just had appreciate- like a hundred thousand dollars in equipment stolen right. from their stadium. That was, te- that was technically the city of Chicago's property, not the Bears. But anyways, <laughs> I want to take that small win. But Jason, I had two ways to look at this. I can either be a hater and just root against whoever the Packers play, or like root for whoever the Packers play and root against the Packers every week. Or I can just say, you know what. The Bears are dead this year. They've done this to themselves. I'm just going to look for the Chiefs. But partially it's because I think you know, uh, we might have a mutual friend. My college roommate, who I still stay in contact with, uh, is Cale Kirby, who works for the Chiefs. He reached out to me like two weeks ago saying, hey, if you're going to be up with the game, I can hook you up with some gear. And that got me thinking. I I wanted the Bears to draft Mahomes. I've liked this team. Melvin Gordon was on the team. Jay Vilai was on the team. I've heard nothing but great things about them. So, yes, it's easy to root for them because they're great. But there is at least a little bit of a personal connect. I didn't just pick any old yep. team. So, yeah, I, I try. I just I, can't, I just had, had to I take a break. I,
0: no, I I understand. I, I just, I, again, I I hold you and Sylvie, our, <laughs> our teammate from Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN One Thousand in Chicago. I hold you guys in such high esteem because, as you guys were discussing earlier, you know, for children like Wooly who weren't alive pre-Far or Alex Stroll for some of the other younger guys that are around us now.
2: Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. I was only four. So, like, I'm a young guy, too. Not as young. How <laughs> old are you? 34. But I've pretty much only experienced It's Here's the thing. Those first four years, my parents had me watching Packer games, but I couldn't remember, so it doesn't well, you count. Don't, you don't even. Right? Like, <laughs> I could have been at a pumpkin patch or watching a Packer game. game. It doesn't matter. That's some booty. Jump. So, all I remember were the good years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. So my. So so, I just. I, I really respect because having grown up in the '70s and '80s, I was born in 1972. Okay, so it was. I was born after the Lombardi era. My grandparents had Packers season tickets in the Milwaukee package, dating back to the 1940s when they played at State Fair Park. So I grew up going to Packers games. Uh, we sat behind home plates at County Stadium, and. I suffered through some really bad teams, right? I mean, I think the first game I remember going to, I think I was six. It was 1978. And I remember staying up in 1983 for the first time to watch Monday Night Football from start to finish. Uh, That was a huge deal back then. And it was one of the greatest Monday Night Football games in history uh, when the Packers were playing Washington. Uh, But those are small little memories mixed into an era of eight and eight was an accomplishment and making the playoffs in 1982 when I was 10 with a five three and one record and playing the st. Louis Cardinals in the playoffs was a huge accomplishment right and so I always respected Jimmy and yeah. and Sylvie because you guys did suffer through it because I'll be honest I at least adopted a second team the San Diego Chargers so I could watch a team that I'm still disappointed in the playoffs, to be sure, but won some games and was fun to watch.
3: So, and Jason, so I, I, well, go ahead.
0: I, I understand where you're coming from. I, I just, I was hoping that you would just continue to fight the good fight because it can't be easy these days as a Bears fan at all. So,
3: so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it like this, Jason. I'm literally tweeting this out. You, you've changed, I'm just an emotional wreck. Maybe I <laughs> lashed out yesterday because uh, Alex <laughs> already pointed out to me that I, I do not sound like someone who's moved on past the Bears. I just. I, I'm gonna be happy for the Chiefs. I ju- I don't know what to do, Jason. Like it is so bad right now. Uh, this is one of the worst ones because the season's over and it is a long one to go. Uh, but let me and so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the Bears I, as much as I say I want to break from the Bears. You can't do it. It's uh, it's like in the, my it's like a religion. You can't just break it off easily. <laughs> it, it's it, it's impossible. I, I've gone to more Bear games and been more indoctrinated as a Bears fan than any religion. So it's just <laughs> it's in my blood. Uh, but Jason, to the the Jordan Love stuff, um, where do you put your thoughts on Jordan Love? We have this Jordan Love meter, and you can kind of use it as an example. But like, where do your stage with with Jordan Love, Ryan? Where where what are our stages for the
4: the Love meter right now? So the lowest level we can keep it at is keeping it casual. Mm-hmm. Then there's the like like phase, mm-hmm. and then there's committed, and then there's just in love, which is you're fully committed. He's the guy. Pay him we got to keep him running so, for the next 10 years. Now,
3: Jason, now, this was a stat that uh, Ryan pulled from Mike Sando from The Athletic that the last quarterback to lead his team back from a 17-point deficit that was down 17 points through three quarters happened in 2020 against the Detroit Lions, and that quarterback was Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. So yep. Jordan Love's three-game Look. career... That little stat is so unnecessary, Jim. That's from Ryan. <laughs> Take that. From no, I, I I disagree
0: with you, Matt. I, I, I've i been saying this for a while, and it's not uh, – believe me. Uh, if you think Jim is beaten down by uh, having been a Bears fan for as long as he has been, I can't imagine if I had been born 30 years earlier and in the 70s, 80s, and then toward the end of my career in the 90s, I was covering the Packers <laughs> post Lombardi, and the thirty years in between their last title under Lombardi and Super Bowl thirty-one, which was my like first year on the beat. Oh, I can't imagine how brutal it must have been to cover that team for that much, that many years, right? I so, think you'd have enjoyed I, it. I,
2: Bart Starr was a I heck have, of a guy, apparently.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Forrest Gregg was real enjoyable, or Phil Bengston, or. There. Uh, the rest of the the crew, but but my point is is that you know, I, and I'm not wishing him to become Mitch Trubisky, but Jim, you and I have talked about this a bunch. You being a Bears fan, yeah. there were moments when you thought Mitch Trubisky was the real deal, and you got your, you you allowed yourself to get excited. And I'm not. I think that it's more likely because he hasn't had a play right away, and he's had these three years. You can see the value when you watch him play. Uh, so I don't think he's going to be. Uh, son of a Mitch. But <laughs> uh, I, I, do, I do think that when, and I heard you make the reference about it, if you want to see somebody complete 53% of their passes, <laughs> um, I, I do think that there is a such an intense desire to love him and for and, and they, people can deny it if they want, but that there is at least a component of hating the last guy's guts to such a degree that it just intensifies how badly you want Jordan Love to be really, really good, that we, we just want to we want to absolve him of all the moments that aren't good. You know, I mean, you heard, you guys probably heard Taush and I arguing how he was talking about through two games how awesome Jordan Love had been. And I, I kept saying, look, you can't use the word awesome. He's been better than we expected. He's been encouraging. You can be excited about his growth. He's beyond where I thought he'd be after two games. But he was 0 for 6 with a ball that should have been picked and zero completions on a four, on, when you got the ball back with 57 seconds left and a chance to go kick the game-winning field goal. And so that's not awesome. It's just, it's just odd. And so I, I, am, I am really – I think Packers fans should be excited, encouraged, hopeful. I don't have any problem with you getting your hopes up. I'm not going to do it, though, because I, I still think that there are lots of growing pains – to go, and there's plenty of quarterbacks that you got excited about, and then they they had their ups and downs. Like, if you're on the love a meter and you're in love, sign him to an extension, does that mean you're convinced that he's going to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers for the next decade? Because that's what you're. That, that, that the would, in love me, would part? The, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the most in love part, right?
2: Yeah, you're not getting married for a year or two. You're getting married for the rest of this guy's career. That's in love, yeah. baby. And then. <laughs>
0: And, and then you have kids, and you take them to the pumpkin patch. <laughs> yeah. My
2: my my
0: my thing is is that you know I, it's funny because we're all looking for different ways to kind of measure where you're at on this spectrum. And uh, KBN, uh, Norman went to like a bakery, and they were selling uh, Jordan Love cookies cut in like a jersey. And it was you know, are you nibbling on the on the cookie? Are you? eating half of it or you devouring it. like We're all using different ways to measure And I said, in that instance, I'm looking into the bakery case and saying, that's a good-looking cookie. But I want to wait. I'm going to hold off. (laughs) I'm not quite ready to to take a big bite out of it yet. I think it's really... I'm glad he's playing well. I really like him. I've said that a million times. He's been better than I expected. They're going to win more than six games, I think. I'm going to be wrong about that, and I'm happy I'm going to be wrong. But I think there's some – the first three quarters of that game yesterday, that was a clunker. And he threw a pick that looked very Favre-like, which I don't know what happened on that play yet. Um, he also
3: – The I mean, quadruple coverage benefited. throw?
0: That yeah, way, we were lucky was to not throw, get picked off? There was the, – they got two beneficial pass interference penalties on the first touchdown drive. Now, that doesn't take away, and this is my frustration, and I know I'm rambling, so I'll stop. (laughs) My frustration is if you try to be realistic about him and you're not just constantly throwing him bouquets and talking about how great he is, then you're a hater or you're too negative. And I'm really trying not to be that. His run down the sideline to get 24 yards is awesome. His touchdown run to be able to slip a four-time all-pro at the goal line on fourth down is awesome. I love the fact that he didn't chew out Patrick Taylor's ass after that fourth and two play to start the fourth quarter. And I love the throw to Dobbs where he trusted Dobbs to make the play on the go-ahead touchdown or the tying touchdown plus the extra point. There's a lot to love about love, a lot to be excited about. I just think we we always want to get ahead of ourselves because we want him so desperately to be great. And I'm seeing people, you know, Terry Bradshaw saying, I think they got another All-of-Famer after three games. Come <laughs> on, man, let's not do
3: that. And uh, Jason, I, you know, I want to ask one more question here. I know we're pushing time here and Walsh going to get upset, but the thing I saw with the Packers, cause for an example here, like the Bears, I think, have ruined Justin Fields. They got the least out of his talent that they possibly could get. The Packers uh-huh. have a, a great infrastructure that whatever Jordan Love turns out to be, I feel good in saying that. With the offensive line and with what Coach LaFleur and the way they designed up this offense and the way they've coached them up and the way that Jordan Love's been able to sit for four years and have the same head coach and the same play caller and the same coaching all the yeah. way through, those are all competitive advantages that they gave to their quarterback that they're going to be able to maximize Jordan Love. And Chicago you know, basically wasted another quarterback because they don't know what they're doing there. Uh, but focusing on the Packers... I mean, that infrastructure has to be, I would think, no matter who the quarterback is. Like, if Jordan Love turns out to be Alex Smith 2.0 and you want to replace him, as long as you have LaFleur and the system in place, you might feel good about the next time. Like, in Chicago, there's no hope. <laughs> like, who's going to do it right the next time? Nobody's done it right, ever.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how much blame goes to Justin Fields and that he's just, maybe he's just not good enough, right? Yeah, true. I mean, he does not play a style that you would say he looks the part. He's a great athlete. He's a great runner. I still think that if he'd have sat for a couple years, he would have benefited from that. But you can't do that when you lose year after year. you Mm got to keep drafting the guy, and you keep ruining him, right? But I thought Luke Getze would take this offense down there and that they would figure out a way to, you know, I just think Love, as good as he's been, and he deserves the credit for playing well. But I do think that they have a scheme that makes it very easy for quarterbacks to succeed. Jimmy, I watched Jimmy Garoppolo last night, and then I thought back to what he was able to do in San Francisco in that offense. Mm-hmm. Like These offenses are designed to allow these guys to succeed, and, and that's a good thing. That's not a knock on the quarterback's skill. But I look at the Bears, and I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They're certainly not making life easy for their quarterback, and, and you're right, they're going to burn through another one, and then they're gonna, you know, and maybe they're bad enough to get the first overall pick, and Caleb Williams can choose to stay at USC and, and to get paid less but win more, <laughs> right? than Going yeah. to Chicago.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, that, that could be the case, Jason. Uh, thanks uh, for the time. Thanks for flip- thanks for reminding me where my true love lies, which was with the the Bears. So I am back on <laughs> this miserable ride that is being a Bears fan. Thanks,
2: stand. Jason. I was afraid I was going to lose my punching bag for the season.
0: I will I will uh I will send you guys my bill for the therapy session. Yes, All right. I, I appreciate uh, enjoy it. Enjoy
3: the pumpkin patch. I love right. you guys. Take care, you. That's Jason. will be listening back, Wisconsin on the Man, Apple, Spotify, Did any you of that? those Great places. Did you hear that? Uh, he loves us. I, we love him, too. We also love Ooh, Chalmers who? Jewelers. I,
2: my heart is fluttering.
3: We are going to be at Chalmers Jewelers on Thursday. You're going to bring your gold medal. Yeah. I and mean, look, gold medal at a at a jewelry store makes All sense. Right. They have a gem store going on, so if you're looking for some gems, pre holidays. Maybe your season. heart's fluttering and you want to give somebody yeah, a special they, gift? Exactly. You can go into the guys like, I'm just going to see Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton and his gold medal. And oh, by the way, I might happen to take a la- uh, glance at the rings there. Or look, you just treat yourself. They got some yeah. nice watches there. They got ball watches. Uh, they got some nice. Uh, they can do a lot of repairs. So come out and see us, Chalmers Jewelers in Middleton is where we're going to be. Chalmers Jewelers, custom, local, and the best. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors
1: Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcast free on Wisconsin on Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. The guys think they have the answers to everything.
3: I'm the best there is. People like
1: me. So it's time to put them to the test.
2: That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man.
1: This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership.
4: All right, guys, running a little late on time here, so we'll get right into it. Now, sticks and stones may break my bones, and... Words they sure do confuse me, but there's no confusing the words of Jets Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Namath. Uh, he actually appeared on New York radio on Monday on ESPN's The Michael K Show and spoke about uh, Jets current starting quarterback Zach Wilson. Uh, Namath said, "I don't believe in him. I don't believe he has a future as a good player, and I think they made the wrong choice when they drafted him. I feel that way, cool. guys." What do you think about Joe Namath just blatantly calling out the Jets quarterback and saying that, honestly, it's time for them to move on? Jim, I'll start with you. He's right. It's time
3: for them to move on. But it's a little bit like Fields. It, it's honestly these certain organizations don't know how to develop a quarterback. Because I don't, I think it was very clear that Zach Wilson just like Justin Fields. I don't know if Josh Allen could either, or Lamar Jackson. There's certain quarterbacks that are not geared up. I mean, even the Eagles don't run really what the Packers run. Some of these offenses that the that are in vogue right now are very much about the coach being the, the kind of the puppet behind the quarterback. And that takes away some of the playmaking, and some of the artiste, and some of the uh, just kind of freelance stuff some of these quarterbacks are better at doing. And I don't think I don't know what Zach Wilson would have been. I don't know what Justin Fields would have been or any of these other quarterbacks. When you try to stick a quarterback like that into an offense that requires you to be more robotic and uh, a more positive word of surgical, it doesn't mesh. So Zach Wilson is definitely part of the problem, but the Jets did not draft a quarterback that fits the offense they want to run, and I think that just made it worse. Matt. So Zach Wilson's a problem, but so are the Jets. Matt? Here's here's my thought on it. Like Zach
2: Wilson might not be it. It doesn't really look like it. But you're Joe freaking Nameth. You right. won the third Super Bowl. You're the reason the AFC's still a conference. The yeah. whole idea that you're going to go out there and put your quarterback on blast, not only did you completely tear down any hope that fans might have still had for the Jets or, like, any sort of, like, good, new, good feelings that they had towards the Jets, you tore that away, and now, like... Even within the team, they're going to hear that. This guy's a legend, and they're going to talk about your guy not being it. That's not a good way for If they were going to turn around their season or get a couple wins, that's not how you do it. Apparently, Joe Namath is in for the tanking season because that was a good way to just completely tear your team down. The most famous guy in your organization just throws Zach Wilson into a dumpster fire.
4: Yeah, certainly getting toxic over there in New York. And might be getting toxic in Kansas City soon, too, because, guys, the Swifties have entered the fray in the NFL. Uh, as we saw, uh, Taylor Swift was in uh, Travis Kelsey's mom's suite during the Chiefs game yesterday against the Bears. It was really the main attraction of that game that ended up being the blowout, as Jim could tell us all about. But anyways, I ask you guys... Well, aligning with Swifties, make Chiefs Kingdom the most toxic fan base in the NFL. Matt, I'll start with you. I mean,
2: maybe. Here's the thing.
4: There's nothing more annoying
2: than football fans who know even less than I do about football. I don't claim to be an expert, but at least I can watch a game and I know what the heck is going on. I don't find I don't think there's a ton of Swifties that could tell you exactly what's going on on the field. I don't think they know a first down from a touchdown, so I think that it's it's not going to be toxic, but I think it's going to get annoying.
3: Matt or Jim? Um, yes, they win. The Patrick Mahomes is out there talking about how he's trying to get touchdowns for Kelsey. Like, look, it's not bad the Bears are. Like, this is like a high school football game. Like, yeah, my yeah. guy had his girlfriend in the stands, so I threw him a touchdown in this game. I mean, but that's where they're at. But they're going to be insufferable because they deserve to be. I mean, they win. That's more than anything else why why people are mad at the Chiefs. They, everyone was mad at the at the Patriots when they won. Everyone was mad at the Bulls when they win. You win, you're insufferable. So, yes, they're going to be the most insufferable fan base. But you know what? This is fun. Like, I don't. If you're mad about this Taylor Swift thing, I, I can't help you. Like, yeah. what, what's what's the deal, man? Like, what,
4: Me? Are you asking no, me? Or I'm, I'm looking at you, but I'm yeah. just talking in general. Yeah, I'm not upset about it. I just do think it's it's probably more of like a marketing play than anything else. That's yeah. just my well, real. Taylor, not Taylor can't stick with a guy for too long. Exactly. If they're gonna move on at exactly. some point. All right. So then I'll get to the quick final one here, guys. Uh, as Jim mentioned, the uh, pumpkin patches not great. Even worse than the bears apparently. So I ask you guys. What's worse, paying for pumpkin patches or watching the Chicago Bears? Matt, start with you. <laughs> well,
2: this is not even close. As much as I love a pun- pumpkin patch, I love watching the Bears, especially right now. <laughs> they are absolutely getting mauled. And it's not necessarily that I like watching the Bears get mauled, but I love to see offenses hum. And we've seen three offenses hum against these guys. I, 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 I think it's still enjoyable football. A beatdown a beatdown, but it, it was fun to see – uh, Patrick Mahomes absolutely run wild on that uh, Bears defense. Uh, I'm, I'm here for the Bears.
3: <sighs> I don't like you anymore. Dude. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, watching the Bears is, is is worse. This is not the worst time ever as a Bears fan. I would say under Mark Tresman was worse when they had Jay Cutler and he was trying to start Jimmy Clausen as their quarterback because he, he was honestly one of those things where my system was – another example of a guy, he thought his system was so good – that like Jake Cutler was the problem who was always like good but not great and he thought Jake Cutler was the problem the system was the key so he went to Jimmy Flippin Clawson uh, to play quarterback and obviously he was a dumpster fire but that team had so many bloated salaries they couldn't get rid of Cutler couldn't get rid of Marshall like at least this team in theory can fire everyone and hope to God they get it right the next time and I'm sorry you can joke all you want like if Caleb Williams is, num- is the number one pick you don't turn down Chicago if you're a competitive player, because if you win in Chicago, you are king of the world as far as a quarterback. I we're mean, it, it's just it's just facts. It's never happened, and that's why if it did happen, you would be NFL legend like Joe Namath. Honestly, it would be like that. Yeah. What were the What were the quarterbacks
2: that turned down their location? It was it was
4: Eli Manning, uh, Pey- or not Peyton Manning. Uh, Eli um, was
2: supposed to go somewhere, but uh,
4: he played for the Broncos, Hall of Famer. Oh my God, Dan Marino dropped. Oh Elway, Elway. Elway. yeah He turned down. Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah. Yep, winning in Chicago can certainly get you far, but so can uh, winning throwing stones. So there you go, Jim. I got a stones? You get wow. stones today. So you needed the win, and I honestly, win, you yeah. brought it today. You've been bringing it, your pumpkin patches, <laughs> <laughs> Justin Fields turning into a pumpkin, your kids being deprived, the joy of... Everything fall, apparently. This is some booty, Primetime. I come Look. in with a questionable tag before the show
2: and then give you A-plus work, and I don't tag. even get it?
4: Look, you uh. need- Questionable Look. with an illness. Look, you put forth a good effort, but Jim just showed up like the Chiefs today. He was ready. He came. <laughs> he was ready to renounce his fandom. Jim needs this one.
3: I do need it. Fair. You do definitely need it. <laughs> This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're going to do some crosstalk. Do you have the picks? Do, you, do we know what the picks do? You? Oh, I've been keeping track. Yeah, okay. I oh, yeah. I, I didn't do well because the Bears were so bad they pulled home too early. This is Rutledge <laughs> and Hamilton presented by Coors
1: Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. <laughs>
3: Time best kept secret in Madison is Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Middleton, and you can go out there get a sizzle, swizzle, and swirl happy hour. You can, you know, get a steak sandwich, get yourself uh, the calamari. You know, a calamari, the calamari, get yourself an old fashioned, a Manhattan, whatever your drink of choice is. Maybe make it a double if you're a Bears fan. Maybe a Coors Light. Make it a Coors Light, whatever it is. Uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Middleton is your spot. I, I want to give Lee a call. We want to be out there in October, don't we? really good time to be out yeah, there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, so. we'll work with your schedule. We'll get out there in October because uh, we love Ritzko Steakhouse in Middleton. Uh, Ryan Wolerschein, primetime Wallershine behind the glass, keeping us in the dark here in the Everlight Solar what? Studio. What's ha- Are we having the guys on from Great Dane Huddle? Are we it doing a crosstalk with it them? It would
4: appear the guys from the Great Dane are experiencing some technical difficulties with their remote radio equipment. So, uh-huh. we won't be getting them on during crosstalk at the very least, but we should be trying to get them on for the usual program from seven to 6 to 7. We're hoping.
3: Perfect. Are they going to yeah. be here in four minutes or are we going, what are we doing
4: at, at 6 5? Uh, well, we'll see. We, we might have the uh, Alex G hour uh, to start the show. Ooh, exciting. Well, Alex G version <laughs> of the Great Dan Huddle.
3: Exciting. I, I'm looking forward to it. So, let just, we don't have time for these guys who can't figure out how to work their remote equipment you know at that age happens sometimes Yeah, they just get it to work technology and yeah no yeah whatever it is and where are we at
4: with our picks Ryan so we're going to have to revisit <laughs> the picks <laughs> right. right now all right so running down the picks um everyone went one and one except for Tarek and Strofe uh Matt you went one and one you had Miami covering against Denver they did that very easy they were <laughs> minus 6 they scored 70 Eat points that one out yeah they did all right in that one um, and then, Jim, you also had the over 307 for passing yeah. outs for Patrick Mahomes. Stopped at 272 before he got pulled from the game because it was such Ouch. a big blowout. Yeah, um, but wasn't accounting for that. But, Jim, you did pick the over in the Badgers-Purdue game, 53-and-a-half, while Matt picked the under, so you yeah. guys split one-and-one. One. Then uh, we'll get to Ben Brust on Thursday, but Derek also had Miami covering against Denver. Tarek had Washington covering against Buffalo. Buffalo beat Washington 37-3, uh, to 3, so to say that didn't <laughs> happen. And then Strofe had the Colorado Buffaloes covering 21 points against Oregon. They lost 42-6. to yeah. um, Then also Chris R also had the over in the Badger-Purdue game, but his lock was Notre Dame money line versus Ohio State. They lost on the walk-off touchdown. To that was the, brutal on a the side Bucs. note. I don't
3: know if you saw that, Matt Hamilton. Notre Dame had 10 players on the field the last game. So Ohio State, last play of the game. So Ohio State just ran to the spot where there was a missing defensive lineman <laughs> and yeah. ran in from the one. Pretty good strategy. Yeah, no, I'll take it. You know, go where they ain't. Go where they ain't. Isn't that what yeah, they say? Absolutely. So,
4: I'm sorry. Me, Matt, and Derek are tied. Then is that right? Uh, yes. You, Matt, and Derek are tied. strofe and Tarek are both at 0 and 1. And Ben Brust also at 1 on 1. But we'll get to him on Thursday.
3: All righty. Well, look, we're in it. Pretty good start. That that we'll take that sort of start. We don't want to come out and and, and you know lay a big egg there because uh, you know it can roll downhill like it like it did with Chicago. We're going to get back to more Packers talk tomorrow. I want to talk some Badgers as well. What is happening in my ears? All right.
4: <laughs> Look, the Great Dan Huddle is getting a little wild, guys. But it's time to take it home tonight. Where
3: are they? What is happening? Are they doing a show here? We're working through them,
4: Jim. Well, uh, sounds like we we'll, have. We'll keep you posted.
3: All right, some show is coming up next. It could be the Great Dan Huddle. It could be the Alex G Show. It could, it could be, be anything. <laughs> it ain't and Hamilton. It ain't and Hamilton. I'm going home. Take me home. See you. and Hamilton. back by his Life.